0: Welcome once again to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat. Everything about Glasgow's West End. My name's Jim Byrne, and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. And this is episode 49. In this episode we have part two of Warren McIntyre. The Warren Mar- McIntyre interview I did a couple of weeks ago. Part one went out last night. Uh, Part 2 today, because tonight is the launch of Starry Sky's album called Be Kind, and that's an Orrin more. and let's see, the time is, uh, starts at 8pm, so quite a good idea to go along there if you've not already booked, because the album is brilliant, and I'm sure the live gig is also going to be brilliant. We're going to be there actually, so we're looking forward to it. So, without further ado, I will just uh, jump straight into part two of my interview with Warren McIntyre.
1: Oh, so I was terrified, and then I think I. Uh, Wait, and when did I put Starry Skies together? I can't even remember. I think it, no, it was Johnny Smiley who produced this album and the first Starry Skies album. He was doing a course in the SE. In fact, i got really thankful to Eddie Began, who plays. Uh, Eddie Began was great. He used to play in a band called Sound Buggy, and he was great because he just asked me to go and. I never got. People don't ask me to do gigs very often. Right. which always surprised me because I thought I was a gig. Yeah. yeah. Get asked lots of people to play gigs, but now yeah, again yeah. I get asked to do things. But Eddie asked me to go and play a gig with him, mm-hmm. supporting him, and. Uh, so I did it and then that was a fucking first gig, again, I was quite nervous but I kind of got hooked again and at that gig Johnny was there and Johnny had access to the top class studio he said listen do you want to come in and I need somebody to he was learning to use it I need somebody to come in and kind of learn with mm-hmm. so I went in with him and we ended up recording four songs which we thought may as well just do an album now and then recorded Ask the Animals the first Starry Skies album and I suppose and it was then I had to put the Starry Skies around between it because Frank Franco was playing drums and di- all different people playing on the album right. so then I had to put together a band to do the album launch party so yeah, that's when I asked all the different people to come together and they've stuck together they've all been right. in the Starry yes. so oh. I was going to
0: ask you about that about where, where Starry Skies came from yes. how that was put together no, that was basically
1: it's right. a band to to play that's actually was well to play a particular gig, and then really? the band just stuck together after Right. Another. Okay.
0: And is that your band? Did you? Is that mm-hmm. how you think about it? That that you you think this is me. my band? I write yeah. the songs, and this is. No, yeah.
1: it's my okay. band. I mean, it's like kind about half a collective. Right. And now, what I did recently was it took five years to do this album, and the reason it took so long wasn't that we actually spent that much time in the studio. The reason it took so long was that I kept taking time off to go and do other things like put on these big events you're talking about yeah. or do all these series of different gigs with hundreds of bands playing them right. and like things at the Kevindorf Bandstands, so I done two of those right. and that was because it just annoyed me that bands, the all that lottery money was spent in the bandstand and no bands other than ones that like 35, 40 quid could get to play it yeah. so I basically just took a punt and hired the bandstand right. and basically I stood to lose about five grand but it didn't because it all paid off and right. it, it broke even but uh, so I kept going and doing these not stupid things things that I yeah, enjoyed doing I was quite entrepreneurial
0: yeah, what sort of, I was uh-huh. I think I say that word right with my
1: cold entrepreneurial like, I'm, not, I'm not a head. I've never yeah. been really money's never been a motivating factor for me but I'm quite kind of organised when yeah. it comes to stuff like that for it's for a risk is it a leap. well I did I remember actually mm-hmm. saying I did that twice and of course I did this you know this one thing and twice I said to Nicola I was like when i done the Fox Star thing I was going good god I was going if this is a disaster I'm going to lose I think it was about four grand for that one, uh, and then Nicola's really supportive, so she's always just lad to I me. Mean, she just goes, like, "Ah, can you afford it?" And I don't think I've not got hundreds of money in the bank, but do you know I mean? It was I could I could get it, and yeah. I, could, I mean there's ways I could sort it out, and uh, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, there's nobody <laughs> kicked in the street," so she's like, "Do it." And if I then I took a year, almost a year, so I went. And, did a thing at the concert hall and for the jazz festival decided bizarrely and I was in the gym one day Which was not don't go off and I was listening to Nia Simone, and I was going I love Nia Samoan yeah, I just love there. her so I basically <laughs> put on and I phoned the band up and said we're playing at Grand Old Opry and I said could we and Paisley Road West and I said could we learn Ain't Got No which Near the song i got life Ain't Got No and and Jonathan Lally who's He's he's the singer of the Gracious Losers. But he's a, he plays bass and sings and Starry Skies with me, as well he's a brilliant musician so basically we went along there so for that day and he'd worked the whole thing out right, but right, this right. That, that day right, so right, right. Basically, we were able to play rehearse it on Saturday play it at the Grand Old Opry on the Sunday and I loved doing it and I thought I'd love to do a set of songs but I didn't really want to do it with Starry Skies I didn't really want Starry Skies to move into like, been a cover band right. of territory. Yeah. so I put together a separate band and then before I knew it there was like 20 odd people in it because we the JP Berry big band joined it so this right. huge big thing and it basically was a year out of my life to play at the to play these Nina Simone songs, which right. again, no regrets, because I loved doing that. It was just an amazing experience. And, it and brought, She's a genius. Well, she's just. Well, I actually met her bizarrely. You met her. I danced her? on right. stage with her. It's, it's a amazing. bizarre story. It was I was at the, which is why I did the concert. Right. Because there was a photograph taken of me dancing with her right. on stage, and I was trying to track down this photo. And I thought, well, if I put on a gig, and then we make the whole premise of the gig is try to find this photo. And there's been a film made about actually this right. nice guy, Tony Mckee's made a film. Is a that was the that was the purpose of the gig. So what was the what was the gig that you
0: met or new you danced with? She
1: such? was uh, I was I was in a I was in the Mundials at that time and we were actually covering one of her songs, Miss Backlash Blues. Right. And uh, I was she played this big thing for a festival called Mayfest in Glasgow Green and it was a no, big no, no, circus no, no. <laughs> tent. So it was a big huge circus <laughs> tent on Glasgow Green. I played most and of these things. The, yeah. the girl, Mayfest was great. And I was gonna out the girl girl had Girlfriend, Ariki I was great with. She had got tickets for it, and we went there together. And it was funny because we had not known each other very long, so we were sitting there. And then there's a couple of drinks, and sitting there quite relaxed. It was all great. And then, and I was loving. it I mean, I was like almost tears flowing down my face at one point. But then she said, she went, she was pointed to the kind of the best seat stood at the front, and she said, like, eh, "I'm going to personally this one." She went, "One of you." A man gonna come up here and dance with me, and she was pointing at all these kind of these the dance the, the seats, and we were away back in the kind of like the, in the middle of the hall, and. Riki says afterwards that she just looked up and she went to that to look to me to kind of say like if you look, look at like that and she like well, where is he? and like, <laughs> then she seen me sprinting down the far aisle and I literally I was very really fit then because I wanted to point express so I literally it was it was an amazing side stage I literally just, just hit one foot against the the, 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 the article of the stage and then just was on the stage she right jumped, jumped on the stage and she was like whoa a surprise and then she went around and then she started dancing it was to Sinnerman.
0: right
1: and then uh so she's been playing it and then she'd said this well, the drums are still going the way like and then like and then I was up there and then we danced and I'm not the best dancer in the world so like a puppet somebody said afterwards, us my, my shoulders go and then so I danced with her to that song and there was a photograph taken because right. I seen flashes go off right. and I always intended trying to get a copy of that photograph as you would yeah. but I didn't ever do it at the time because I was away with the moon dials all the time So then I thought I'd get this photo we never got the photograph That's the end of the story so yeah and then but it was quite an, like, fine experience. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> this goes to those which just like, it wasn't, I mean, I've I said before the time, it wasn't it would be quite light-hearted, dance with Kylie Minogue or something like that. It was totally intense. It was slightly yeah. scary because yeah. she just, like, put fixed the her eyes and was just yeah. staring right in. Have it you seen like, that
0: film, the, what's the name of the film that's out? It was a couple of years ago. I've uh, seen something Miss Simone. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to Miss Simone. Uh-huh. Something like that. I'm a lo- I've seen her. that a couple of times. I, I love it. I mean, I love her. I love her it's music, good. you know she's a powerful person you know
1: see after the it's gig quite a sad story mind it you it is her whole life there's yeah. sadness in it and what we did at that gig as well is we had clips video clips of her talking and I mean it was a bit where you were in tears but even the gig itself this was interesting to me because at the time which I don't something about that woman's voice Wesley. So after the dance, floor, I thought I was back sitting, it was the, half the show. I mean, the hairs were up in the back, and you know, you get that sometimes. I get it from Joni Mitchell, like, There's only a few people that signed the hairs going in the back yeah. of my neck. Joni Mitchell is one of them for me, but it was nearest as well. And the hairs were up in the back of my neck, and at one point, and my eyes were filling with tears. And I said, I was with this girl, and I started seeing and again, and I didn't want to. Like, so you don't want be sitting green <laughs> but I think my eyes filled up and at one point I just made a decision I was like I'm not going to try and do the big brave Indian tear and wipe it away I'm just going to go with this and like tears were just for the, after I was up dancing with her for most of our songs our voice has got such a quality tears were just actually flowing and I've never had anything like that ever yeah. since I mean Georgia when I saw Ray was doing Georgia there was a wee it was all welling up with a few songs here but generally I've just like I've just like just and it wasn't like of sadness or anything it was just phew, the emotion on her voice just it was mental never done never done anything before it or like it after yeah
0: i mean that's, that's what music can do and Isn't you it? know i mean we went to see uh, Irish Dement a uh, couple of weeks i mean i love Irish Dement i have to say it's just an acquired taste mm-hmm. but uh, we went to see her on in Perth uh, maybe about three weeks ago yeah. Phenomenal. Was it? Absolutely phenomenal. I love, I love her music. Uh, who did you see her? Irish Dement. Irish Dement? Uh, I have to check her out. I've never heard of Well, she's a funny character in as much as... Uh, initially you would have thought she was coming from like a country mm-hmm. uh, singer, songwriter. She'd, yeah. she'd done some stuff with John Prine, okay, you know John Prine. On, yeah, yeah. Uh, just some famous songs and, and movies and things. She's got very, quite a high, high voice. But she's like an unbelievable songwriter. Yeah, she's you know. fantastic. Uh, although the the simp- the, the song she's, she's had like one hit right, which mm-hmm. people have heard. I think it's called Our Town.
1: Okay.
0: Which you can dig out and you can hear. Yeah. It. I love but that it's that a very does, yeah. simple song. Mm-hmm. But th- that's not the one. I, I like her later albums. I mean, she's she's just phenomenal. one. Okay, <laughs> okay. And she gets that same emotional. <laughs> well, impact. to me, uh-huh. I just find it genius. You know. Yeah. I just she's one of these. She, I like music where it's not. Uh, calculated or it's not front of the mind it's subconscious and it's spiritual it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like otherworldly mm-hmm. you know I, I like that kind of uh, where it's just I don't know, can, I can't describe it, transcendent you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, and to me that's what she's, she's like she plays a okay. uh, she plays, plays a little, piano, little bit of guitar please. as well but, but uh, that was a brilliant, brilliant concert she wasn't the headliner right. but uh, I can't remember the guy's name that was it. Although he was late, so she actually went on second, okay. <laughs> which suits me fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, it, as I say, she's an acquired taste, so you would need to dig her out and think. She's a, there's a couple of albums. Well, funnily enough, funnily enough, actually, because I've been listening to your album in my car, funnily enough. <laughs> Oh, is wow Because I took that cool. out put your, put your album in
1: Ah, oh, well, there's a but connection, i have that's, to check it out Maybe I'll meet her one day but that's,
0: not, that's not her best album, that's, just, no. that's quite kind of rough and ready Because what the album is, uh, is uh, some of her kind of well-known songs When she was a kid, church, church uh-huh, songs okay. that she played in the church She put a wee record together of just these church songs and they're okay, it's quite kind of live mm-hmm. but it's not a great album because it's not really her song so I love, okay. I love her song Aye. writing, you know uh, so Iris Dement is, uh, is one of my favourites Cool uh there you go anyway I was going to ask you about okay. the album because uh, we kind of got to that point yes I mean I'm interested in people's creative process and I'm also interested mm-hmm. in like studio stuff you know yep. how you got on in the studio so you've written all the songs mm-hmm. for this album which I like it's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good record I'll Thanks, tell you that thank you yeah, I'll take my
1: favourites actually while we're on here oh, I'd be um, interested to know that because uh, everybody's got different favourites and it's that uh, I like and what their, their pref- preferences are I about. particularly like Loving You that was I'm reviewing Blabber and Smoke Yesterday morning, right. which I'll have to don't let people see and stuff. It's a really good review, and, uh, and he's works, called right. Paul, and he, that's yeah, and his Paul, favourite. That's his favourite, right. which, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a classic Americana song, but I'd love somebody else to cover it, you know, but, uh,
0: but yeah, so I like, I mean, apart from the fact that the two voices go together really mm-hmm. well, you know, it sounds really nice, you know, mm-hmm. lovely, it's right, a Heather, lovely song.
1: Heather's voice is beautiful, yeah. it? it's really simple. I mean, to me, the songs I based. Like are the ones that are really, really simple and it is just basically loving you, two little word, words, yeah. just two little words.
0: Well, it sounds, uh, I mean, we listened to it in here
1: uh-huh.
0: as well and then I uh, took it, you know, I like to listen to...
1: So yeah, I think uh, our our favorite favorite, to the I, my favourite place is the car. My favourite place for listening and, uh, to is listen
0: the car. I like to listen to a record quite a few times mm-hmm. <laughs> to, yeah. to get inside it, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. I do it whether I like it or not, you yeah. <laughs> know. And I like this, and it's because I like that. I like the last song... One of These Bright Mornings, Uh and I like the second song Glitter and Glory. It reminds me of, I mean, obviously the arrangement is very kind of like the birds or something.
1: Yeah, right, I think. The Um, birds were mentioned um, in a few reviews. You had a lot of reviews for it, which again, nobody was more surprised than I was, because I kind of had no expectations of this record. So when these reviews started coming in, I was just really surprised. There've been a couple of people that didn't, haven't liked it because the guy who's helping with has shown us the feedback, and I think it's really right. good to have the feedback from people who don't like it right. because it stops you getting up your own behind, your uh, backside, because yeah. side because like so. Yes, yeah, some people have given amazing references, mentioning birds, birds mentioning. But I mean, I'm not good. mention really, really flattering comparisons. But then so I saw a list of the people who haven't liked it and what they've said, You know, right. and some of them are quite funny. One says, which is great, I've actually tempted to use this quote, it says, the guitar works really good, production's really good, but the singer has got more slides in his voice than Dylan. <laughs> he said, which more some slides. people, more slides like you, mm. right, right. he said, which yeah, some people may like, some people may dig it, but I don't, but it's, it's quite funny. So no, yeah, there's been lots of good reviews, so right, delighted, right. just really, I'm I mean, surprised, it's very surprised. 60 sounding, record yeah, Some of it is, you yeah, know. it's got that. It's a mam- yours mm-hmm. anyway. We, we do it again. He's uh, got that Abbey Road because we, yeah. we, we mastered it all at Abbey Road with Jeff Pesk, who's one of the mm-hmm. he's the head mastering engineer there, and they would and the, and the, the main mastering studio mm-hmm. which was quite an experience but so that in itself gives it it's been through that <coughs> machine right, right, he explained what master was right. all about and okay. i've never really known before I mean, people got different explanations yeah. but he said exactly and he just right. basically talked it through and he said this is why if you can get yeah no it's interesting that was
0: interesting to hear that as well because uh the two eps that i put out with the bear pit brothers were mm-hmm. both mastered
1: Are I heard something they're doing it's funny people think things are totally new sound and you're just like yeah there's see no new sound right. one of these people that I'm not that's just got that total musical yeah. encyclopedia like my friend Roy Moller has he's like that and Steve well like that as well actually Stevie he's browned that they just go that's really reminiscent and they'd put the things on and yeah. go that's fucking exactly like that yeah. <laughs> I mean it's like oh, yeah. yeah so that that's just right it's like something you know yeah you know, but I, I mean, think about the
0: Bear Pit brothers now Is uh-huh. Robert because they have quite strong personalities yeah. uh-huh. and so it's not it's, like it's more it's more amalgam uh-huh. like, but it's not me that's uh, so after we did the first two EPs Robert says we need to move on uh-huh. <laughs> so do I do, I do this uh, uh, 50s sounding stuff anymore so the next record which we've basically recorded mm. uh, we've moved on a decade you know we've <laughs>
1: moved the or 60s or so if you do this really quickly you keep doing records quite before you know you're going to be 2030
0: we're almost into the 70s now we're in the 70s oh, you know. I don't mean that we consciously ah, do anything ah, we don't yeah. it's just that that's what happens you know because I mean it's that key. Remember I grew up in the bloody sixties. Uh, I was I was around, you know, I was born in nineteen sixty two. I kind of when people say, Oh, you're doing this sixties sounding thing, as if it's like you know, nostalgia, you know. Uh, no, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the record, I remember the records on the radio. <laughs> so it's in me, uh-huh. you know. So so that's what comes out, you know, it's no that you're trying hard. to do anything. But as I say, I was listening to the This record and yeah. things, it's very remin- reminiscent of the sixties. Uh-huh. It's a lot of uh, sounds. You know, obviously, I could talk about that second, right, second song there.
1: That's because... It's got so the jangly guitar. The same big beat, it's uh, finally... Kept, I mean, a lot of that's to do with John, John Rooney, who's the lead guitarist. Right. And Johnny Smiley, who's an amazing guitarist, and plays in the thrum and, and Michael Queen. So he was, he's very kind of respectful, and he spends a lot of time on guitars. So uh-huh. that well, the sound of the record's great. is, because the great producer, I mean, really, uh-huh. he must be
0: one of the best. That was the other I thing that occurred to me, I was listening to it. I like the mix. Yeah. I mean, anybody who works in music myself who records and mixes mm-hmm. their own stuff you know I got told, that's difficult to that's really hard I, mean.
1: <laughs> I was involved I, mean, I, met, well, I was in there with the mix with Johnny I mean, he produced it Stevie Jackson he actually engineered and, and helped with the production at the yeah. end as well because we recorded half of it and and Sebastian have got a rehearsal room in Glasgow and you can actually record there as well and I went in and did five of the songs in their rehearsal room with Stevie and with I did a lot of vocals with Stevie which was lovely because we know each other so long very relaxed with them and it's a very light room it's all kind of wood and it's nice light in it and I've rehearsed in their room a lot for different shows that we've put on not kind of different kind of these Nights at Mary hell in various places. It's so very relaxed in that place. Uh-huh. So I went in and did maybe five of the vocals just with me and Stevie. So it was Stevie in the control room. Right. And then and just very relaxed. And, and had you was, written
0: all the songs before you started?
1: No, the songs were kind of written as we went along right. because it did take a number of years. So we did maybe a couple, then a couple more, a few more. And then the last song, the song that I was, that's why I was interested because a lot of people's favourite song was Be Kind. Possibly mine as well. Right. It's the simplest song I've ever written. Yeah, it's a nice song. song. I like it's that
0: song. one. I mean, uh, I like the uh, the arrangement, the way the uh, the melody comes in first. I mean, there's some nice playing on these oh, yeah. on the piano. Carabari, That's what uh, I love.
1: you always joke, but you know, you always get better musicians than you and I. Always. That's like uh, When people joke about it, I always get yeah. much better musicians than I'm because I'm okay music wise, but I'm a I'm not trained, I can't read music or anything, but I always get top drop Yeah, you, get, you get something for both people, and you know, see these folk, yeah. they're brilliant. So, yeah. Carrie yeah. Baradell plays yeah. piano, and she's an amazing piano player, but she plays the simple stuff parts and that song, Be yeah. Kind. And the part she plays is so sparse that you'd have to be brilliant at the piano to play that part, yeah, you know. Sometimes it's so, to play simple so that, things. That's the song, I think, if any of the songs, I mean it's does driven by money but it would be nice to make some money from this record and again it is all doing well already yeah. Be Kind is the one song that I could see somebody else singing right, you know right. somebody like I don't know somebody else using that song and I think in some point in the future well, I'd be surprised if somebody doesn't that that. these uh, licensing labels David uh, David the guy that's helping with that side of things he's Done that. I'm not going to a list yeah, of mean, people, there's different you people who've you, yeah. a, a you know. I'm going to talk yeah. to you about that uh, out yeah. with this. Yeah, because that's a It's a nice song and you know, it's, it's been stripped back with the vocals off it as well. So yeah, it's, a lot of people, that's their favourite song and that's the next single actually, that's right, coming out right. on... That's coming out in the 20th and I think it's his first play on the radio yeah. on I mean I think Tuesday. the songs as
0: well, they are, are, are growers I mean it's like uh, anybody listening to new stuff Yeah. I mean I'm used to I love you know, I'm always mm-hmm. looking for new stuff uh, so I can, I can listen to new things and I can probably fairly quickly know whether I like it or not or uh-huh. whether, I, whether yeah. it's something I'm going to listen to again or whether it's going to be part of my uh-huh. musical world uh-huh. but a lot of people can't a lot of people can't they know I listen to new stuff you know it's, no. like, it's like I know pushing
1: give me new young give, give me, me the Beatles uh, absolutely know <laughs> what you mean yeah and I know mean and I'm a bit like that you know to be honest um, you say to be honest, if you want to tell a lie, but no, <laughs> I am very. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of new stuff, I and mean, I do go and buy new records, with local bands and support other bands. But I tend to listen to old stuff. I tend not to even listen to very much music. I right. play a lot, but it's in the car. Just like you, yeah. I listen to my music in the car. Yeah. I never listen at home. Right. Ever. I mean, yeah. now and again, it was to radio. Old, you, know, but you know, I don't. I don't listen to music. I in listen to you in the car. A lot. I listen to
0: my. Uh, iPhone uh-huh. I mean I listen to music all the time I mean I'm, I'm voraciously loving and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of great stuff you know mm-hmm.
1: it's just lots of great stuff uh, I'm get bit boring and I'll yeah. go back and listen to Nina Simone over and over right. again or an album like I love XL right. Main Street I love Beggar's Banquet. i have send Beatles records yeah. and I will go and read yeah. I'll just listen to them again and and I should listen to more new music I mean Siobhan yeah. Wilson that's the kind of last album I bought which was and I know it came out. He used to go only the board recently. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a lot. Of, I've got a lot of the records from last night from Glasgow. I mean,
0: there's a lot of great music. I mean, uh, it's probably. Uh, I mean, the thing about today's kind of musical world is it's What's the phrase? it's you know, it's uh, postmodern You know, it's uh-huh. like there's everything about with everything. You know, what I mean, uh-huh. every taste is catered for. Fun. Every there's a new version of every decade yeah. out there. You know, I can go listen to Kurt Vile or something like that. You know, or, absolutely. Uh, uh, War on Drugs, which most people who grew up listening to Neil Young or something like that would be able to relate to that. Mm-hmm. Although it's new music, you know, mm-hmm. I mean it's a new yeah. artist, mm-hmm. uh, because it, cause it just all gets recycled. Somebody takes a new angle on it, you know. It's, yeah, just uh, a different
1: like, mix-up, like a vinky-tink piano reggae. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just <laughs> so many. So there's a
0: lot of great mm-hmm. stuff out there. Uh, I mean, it's like we went to see Margaret Glaspy, I don't really know Margaret Glassby. No. She's uh, American, I mean I'll say a lot more American stuff yeah. than the UK stuff I have to say. But we went to see Margaret Glassby up the town. I think it was what was the name of the place we went to see? Can, can't remember. Was it the? I oh, can't remember. Can't remember the venue. Yeah. She's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. She's just fantastic. And I heard that uh, mm-hmm. I like. I mean, I, I'm not uh, somebody who likes uh, complex guitar music. I don't really. Mm-hmm. like... I can be bored, you know. Like, yeah. I'm not into virtuoso. But the strangely, the thing that cracked to me her first was the sound of her guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <know> the tone. <laughs> it just came yeah. up on my because I get the. The Apple Music thing, which I'm subscribed to, and it gives me the playlists every week, a different yeah. playlist, and then just something come up on the that. playlist, and I thought, "Oh, I like something I like of that," you that. know. Uh-huh. And then I investigated, and I read, I listened to our records, and then she she came and played in Glasgow, and we went it's to see her. Changed so know. much now, isn't uh, it? That's the way it happens, you know. It's yeah.
1: playlists are a playlist to the massive. That's what I met with David, who's helping with that side of things, and and he was like doing these different things you seen, right? So if you can there's a spot you've got me I've got to make up a Spotify playlist apparently and then make this up and i do something with it and then he says, and then we do this, and then that can help the algorithms, and there's more chance of doing a playlist. and I totally understand. Yeah, well, a lot things, of those so see those things. That it works, you're right. people stuff. Oh, well, it's got oh. a CD on it. Those are the things oh. to go
0: on, but well, those are the hardest things to go on because oh. those are all major label
1: well, Of so <laughs> I mean, I'm convinced. We've this record, I mean, it's not the album's not out until the 12th of October, and the first single that came out, which was called Starry's Guide, that's been played like. I would say about 25 different radio stations it's been Single of the Week BBC Radio Scotland last week it's been played Roddy Hart show Ian Anderson show great shows and loads of things but do you know what There's, there's commercial radio I don't know if it's a definite but I'm pretty convinced that it's still moolah I mean see the big the, the old, I'm not going to mention the names there's only a couple of them and it's all the syndicated radio yeah. they run like all of those big radio stations they also all in a lot of the local press I mean they look just the ho- covering the whole of say, yeah. the south west of England and all these things and again and it's definitely we've got a business model so I'm not saying I'm knocking them for it but I think really they're the playlist up centrally and those players yeah, right. are going to radio. every, not every not single place like you know, but who goes on any yeah. new bands, new records that yeah. go on those you can guarantee us. say for example I don't know, Nick Kershaw or somebody or just something from the past gonna release something, you see it, or it's almost to our Snow Patrol or MD, you see they'll suddenly play loads of their big hits over right. a period of. Three weeks, right. you just suddenly start hearing them, and when you hear now you go, Oh they must have something new coming out." And right. sure enough, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. uh, so. It's all, and I think you see major labels and they're paying to make that happen, and yeah. they have pain well, they're not paying directly. Maybe they're paying to, to get an seen, advert or
0: something. Yeah, know. But that guy, Chris Shifflett, the head of his artist, so they all talk about that kind of stuff, you yeah. know, and and why, in fact, uh, like an artist like these folk who are really just playing their own music, mm-hmm. it's like. It's, what I've kinda of realised by listening to these things and realised in the last yeah. sort of few years is is people are just sort of self employed, running their own wee businesses. That's so, what a musician is these days if yeah. you're if you're no know one who's signed for the big artists. I know. You know, and that works. It does you know, if yeah. you can figure out how to do it, that works. Yeah. Because there's another thing which says uh I can't remember who said this, who's the guy that was the kind of punk guy, uh, Electric guitar way back in the 1970s. Billy, Billy Bragg. Billy Bragg. talks about this actually mm-hmm. as well. He says that if, if you can get thirty thousand fans on your mailing list, you've got a career. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. <laughs> because those thirty thousand fans, every time you release something, they'll buy it. Some of them, a proportion uh-huh. of them, will uh-huh. buy it, and that's going mean you only need whatever it is to make twenty grand a year or yeah, whatever it is, twenty grand it. a year. Uh-huh. So combination of that mailing list, doing some gigs, putting in some new releases, selling some merch. No. You've
1: got one. You see, the you thing know. is, I really respect the people that do that, and you're right. And I mean, I seen Billy Bragg in the QM, and I was blown away by it. And uh, it was, you're right. I'm not one of these people, that I'm not going to be because, and I, I really respect them. I'm, I, I know friends who basically that's what they do full time. You know, I've got a day job. I work for an environment organisation, and I, and I love the job. I love all the people I work with. It takes up a lot of time. I don't think I would if somebody said to me do you know what you can now sign yeah. to Domino and all you're going to be able to travel the country in a yeah, van yeah. three months a year and yeah. then we'll get you across the states and you can do like like uh, two months there and in this van I, I've done van travelling when I was younger Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just you don't want to do I, I, I I, I, I can, I my it I do to be away from my family there's no way really I do that, really you know? that. Yeah. so I, good on yeah. them the people yeah. are doing it are making love and these That's American right. artists they come across I mean that eh Alan Henry brings a lot of them across, Kevin Morris, another promoter, yeah. brings them across. They do brilliant gigs. They're, yeah, we go and see you, some of these types of and they're brilliant, traveling they? around. You these know? guys are playing yeah. 200 dates yeah. a year. Yeah, and right. I think and that's why a lot of them are so good. Yeah. And that's brilliant. But yeah. man, I think you've got to love performing. And I do like performing, I do love it. But you've got to really love it to want to. Well, I think as well, these extra bits. I mean, it's
0: like uh, I love music, I mean, it's part of, part of who I am, you know, right, So uh-huh. I'm stuff, and to play music. But I don't have the skill to market myself in and that as hell. whatever it is you know, yeah. that I mean. these exactly. other people to do that because you know?
1: people, uh, you see people that market themselves and say how brilliant yeah. I and mean, automatically I just think you're an arse. And there are, know, are some the people you know, but, yeah. I could uh,
0: see some folk but yeah, uh, I you know, like when you I'm involved in like collegiate uh-huh. type projects yeah. you get to know other folk. And there are people who are successful but they're twats I
1: know yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely well, see that's, the, a, that's a key one <laughs> see, see the thing about that hard work ethic that about well, other work it's not hard work so I do work really hard at other things but to want to do that we recently uh, Dave was talking to this big big massive American record label and they liked this record and but they said we're looking to license it in America and uh, they 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 said, not really a record, they said, but now, which I never knew, see a lot the time, they said, it's got to be some simultaneous release. Because of the internet and the way things work, we right. have got to do a simultaneous release. Whereas in the past, you'd have released a record in the UK, and then Japan made licences. Okay. So well, for this For this company anyway, uh-huh. but they're a big, big company. And they also said, is he coming across, is he bringing the band across to play in the America? Uh, he said... Well, I mean, I'm going to New York So they knew I was going to New York. They said, But what are the plans after New York They said, Because we will only take somebody on. So they liked it and they were interested. Yeah, yeah. They said, We will only take somebody on if we will do hard touring. In yeah. brackets, that said 100 gigs plus. Yeah, so they yeah. want you to go yeah, there for I've a third of the year. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want you to do yeah. many Monday nights. Yeah. They want you to play. So it's probably a third of the year. Yeah. It's probably they would be there for six months in that van, yeah. just travelling all these wee places like yeah. Hugging Pint or these small venues. And you see American bands that go to the Hugging Pound and God love them. And I'm just going, man, you must really want this to be playing 20 people yeah. on a Tuesday night yeah. and literally... Well, that's right. Uh, good on them. Now, you're right, because enough, you know, we'll
0: go and see a band or uh, an individual <laughs> that's, about, that's playing a gig in a record store or something uh-huh. like that. And they're from America. you know. I know. So <laughs> you know, like, turn like, up at the record store. Good on them. You know, there's maybe 20 people uh-huh. in the record store all kind of strunged up against uh-huh. the records. And some... Guy from America it's not, on, up front. You think, my God, that guy's. <laughs> really he <laughs> I mean, really, really, really wants it and just
1: loves performing. Exactly, I yeah. Wait, was it Darryl? What was his name? I can't remember. was somebody Alan Henry put on, I've forgotten him. And uh, I'd start to speak club, which was at LAN. Yeah. The, the venue, the hotel, put a hotel, ended up, the hotel couldn't do it for noise reasons. It's called the Fox Star Club. Right. And Alan Henry put a night on there, I can't remember the guy's name, it was really well known. He plays guitar for Emily Harris. Oh, he's, uh, okay. So he's really well known. Yeah, we we'll seen yeah. him play yeah. with Emily Harris after yeah. that. But again, he was saying that, he's going, man. I'm doing like about 250 yeah. gigs a year. I would just
0: play. Like, well, it needs to be a life, I suppose. I, I mean, we know. went and see. Uh, uh Ebon Lyon and Ellie Parson right. this weekend. And Ailey Parsons from from Ireland. We've seen her before, oh. so she occasionally comes over here. And uh and Ellie is one of these folk that I suppose she wants to be if you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> so she's prepared to go and do yeah, these I kind of things and uh, come over here and yeah. I mean, she's really good you know let's uh-huh. that's not, that's not that she's because really, most of these photos are really good you know it's, and that's nothing, it's nothing being successful you are with that that <laughs> hunger for
1: success <laughs> you know is that I don't think I've ever had and you've probably not had yourself yeah. but the way you're talking that you do you really push to say yourself because I thought I mean I look back in other times where I've not made those de- decisions yeah. to, to really push it I mean I yeah. like working at Pony Express it's yeah. mental. I was always really I think sometimes people that I, life, something bro. lacking
0: you know, they really want to happening, yeah. you know, and, uh, I mean I've been I've been uh, I've been in the men- all the mindsets that I've ah, discussed at various points of my life ah, but, saw that problem. you know including thinking I'm going to be hugely successful well, I be uh, so <laughs> you know, And uh, including talking to record companies and yeah and being signed and you know everything that you could think yeah. of I've been in that at some point <laughs> being hugely unsuccessful most of the time yeah. <laughs> doing it for myself you uh-huh. know whatever uh, so, so then in some sense that's why I've arrived at what I think is quite a healthy approach mm-hmm. to the
1: whole thing you know I love, I love you writing know. I mean you write yeah. a lot of people because I'm, I'm yeah. finding what I'm I like writing my songs myself, but I really enjoy what something else can spark off, and it yeah. may just be a line or a wee melody or something. Yeah, I was going and to ask you about the writing
0: process, you know, because I'm interested in how people write songs. Uh, I've got another thing that's in my brain that I might do in the next wee while which is about songwriting uh, mm-hmm.
1: so I'm going to get back to you on that okay, I'd no, <laughs> love to if could, I love you, songwriting that's my yeah. favourite part of the process right. is, is the sitting with the people and working out like, my pal's Gary, Tom he helps a lot with songs but Gary just likes to come up with a line of melody and then go right on oh, next right. and then I'll be sitting no no we we'll sat for an hour and we we'll yeah. worked and we we'll started building up he was right. really bored and then I started going not do that separately but I mean a song like "Will be kind and mm-hmm. I think you have got to be really fair with people that contribute I know a lot of people that, that follow because they basically just, they want, they don't want to give credit to yeah, anyone else. That's right. They want to yeah. be at all them. I don't know if it's for money or it's for, I don't know what it's about, but I, like, Green Kind, for example, I mean, I pretty much wrote that whole song, but Adam Scott, who was standing in for Jonathan, and Heather, who plays the status mm-hmm. they were there when I was writing it, and I was asking their opinion of things, mm-hmm. and it was their opinion that ended up, the chorus being the way the chorus yeah, is yeah, yeah. so yeah. as a result I've got to kind of go some people say oh, well, that was just an arrangement thing and no, that doesn't count but it would not have been the song isn't it's a brilliant song yeah. it's probably the best song I've ever written I think and it wouldn't have been that song without them being right. there. So I made the decision that I would give them 10% of the published niche. And I think right. that's just fair. Yeah. Because the yeah. song wouldn't be there yeah, if yeah. it wasn't. No, well, that's it, interesting. And All that like, stuff is uh, important, yeah. Because uh-huh. that's how people. I mean, imagine if that song does not make any money. Yeah. If it was me, I would. I, would, I know you can't square the podcast. I would go, screw you, mate. Do you know I said It's just like going, I help with that. Yeah. And you just kind of like just dismiss that. And I just yeah. think it's really unfair. <laughs> so, pretty much, a few of those songs I wrote in their entirety myself. But pretty much all of them, will give 10% to somebody or, right. or whatever, or sometimes more. I mean, like Loving You, that was all John's tune. Right. He gave the whole guitar right. thing, the whole right. God sequence, fully finished. Right. Uh, Jonathan, Johnny came up with an arrangement. Well, that's Johnny, interesting. Johnny came up with a few yeah. bits and pieces. So, well, God, look, I couldn't yeah.
0: see, I was looking at it earlier, I looked at it, it yesterday mm. as well, and I, think, I couldn't see anywhere on it that said All Songs By.
1: No, it doesn't. At <laughs> the very bottom it just says Bored might to have publishing copyright. Yeah, I've seen that uh-huh. and I was thinking,
0: does that mean you wrote all these songs? Because I, yeah. I like to see who, yeah. wrote, who wrote the song. Well, I wrote know.
1: them all, but I wrote yeah, them all with, that, but with, 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 with bits yeah. of help from other people. Yeah. So that's one job I do have to do because they're all going to be just yeah. now. Because one of the things I think always sort think out. when I do
0: any kind of reviews, I've, I don't do a lot right. of reviews, but I'm maybe really talking to somebody about music and they've, they've got, I've got their CD. I'm always wondering, I don't want to say their own song, it's my favourite, uh-huh. because I don't want to say the song, they, did did, they didn't write, they, they didn't write <laughs> you know what I mean? So so I always look, was like, I always find out who, who, I was who wrote with, what. I was with Gary last night,
1: and Gary, right, guys told I me, mean, he played in dials and asked he's a great song, right? he's a great drummer, but Gary's funny, he's one of my best friends. Gary was like, and Steve, overall just like, so Gary was like, he, loved, he really loved this album, but he played drums a couple of times as well, but Gary was the he's saying, he's going, because he always likes to be a part of every song so Gary right. would say see that Be Kind song see that bit mm, there's like a humming bit in it he said oh, that humming bit at the end of the verse but where did that come from I was going oh, that was Johnny we were in the studio and we are recording it because that's one that kind of came fully formed yeah. when it was recorded within yeah, yeah, a couple of days yeah. and I said ah oh, Johnny just said because it had a bit of vibe,' and vibe and Johnny said no, I'd like you to try on the G. I just want you and Heather both to go mm, and do this kind of humming uh-huh. And we did it, and it sounded great. And Gary was going, No way! I thought, Sure, that was mine. I was 100% com- That was my bit because he'd nothing to do with that song. And it's right. probably the most commercial song of the album. Right, so right. Gary's always got a mind to Gary's head. I've not got a bit of that. So he yeah. was most perplexed last night, yeah. which amused me in the end. And there's other bits, bombs, bay. He's going, That nah, high, but that was mine. The bit bombs, bombs, bombs. I was like, Nah, that was Johnny actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's going, it? Gary's got plenty on it, so he, he need not be yeah. concerned. So, That's yeah, good. he's funny. But, yeah, be lighthearted about it. Yeah, all. good. Well, I
0: mean, it's a great album, you Thank know what So, well done, well done. Yeah I think probably we're near the end of this interview. Okay. Got to, the, got to the point of your record.
1: So, uh, so when will this podcast be out? Should uh, I fucking our album launch gig? Is when is your launch gig? The launch gig is on the 6th of October. Right. Around. And it's in the CCA. Uh huh and if the If the CCA is not open, the alternative venue, because we're still waiting to find out if the CCA will open in time because of the art school fire, right. tragic art school fire. Yeah, yeah. If it's not open in time, then it's looking like we'll be moving it to the Oran Moor. Right, okay. So that's
0: kind of Well, I try and make sure thing. that whatever the date is, usually the interviews go out on a Thursday. Right. Because we do, we do a podcast every week, which is a chat with me and Pat, and then we do a, an interview every sure. fortnight. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you usually out on Thursday. So if I look at the diary yeah. and I figure out what the sixth is, <laughs> it's a Saturday, night <laughs> Right. So we can put it on the Thursday. before uh, well, that'd be great, and that yeah, might, might work magic, Yeah, uh, or whatever you want, want to it, You know. To, you
1: know um, um, yes, I'm so uh, looking forward to that. It'll be good to play this. We're just going to play the album one to ten, and then good, maybe singing in a few songs from the first album. Good, good. be up ten points. No, you don't. It's
0: well, right. been a real a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you no, very much. Because it is a nice album, and I'm always really pleased when. People who are local mm-hmm. are doing well, yeah, you know. Because I, think I, always, I always think, well, everybody's in the same boat, you know. In some sense, you know, they're all they're all doing things on their wee corner here, mm-hmm. uh, and all I suppose, like a wee bit of attention. Yeah, you know?
1: absolutely. So <laughs> was, that's why I so surprised. I was really surprised to get, get back, any attention you know, for this because you know. I've brought records out in the past, and it's with one playing radio. So it's suddenly began so much radio play And then some really good reviews I and mean, I, I don't know if it's a good thing to have such low expectations But I had such low expectations That And it sounds like everything's a bonus But it really has been And I do expect I mean I, David was saying today He reckons that we could still Another couple of singles after Be Kind So we'll go in the next year okay. But I was kind of thinking oh, Do you know what? the album launch It'll be November. Then it'll it's fade kind of up to you, you know, yeah.
0: How long? I mean, we did the, the ten writers, ten lives for about over two years, mm-hmm. simply because they have an interest. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's keeping interest. Know, I'll keep it going. So you right? know, so, you, yeah. if you keep it going, mm-hmm. and also I, I think if you do that, it generates an audience. If you uh-huh. put the next record out, you know, no, absolutely. Uh, if you I mean, you got to jump on the things that you've, yeah. you you know, people are noticing. I mean, I was speaking to somebody the other day. What was that? I was told. Well, there's a guy uh, who comes into the cafe and he's a, a dance producer All Right Right uh, So it's, I don't know what kind of genre it is, but There's so, so many sub-genres uh-huh. in that Yeah But, but it, 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 it makes money from uh, producing other people's records right. and sort of working with other, other artists uh-huh. But he also has just recently put out uh, his own uh, record and uh, he was telling me the other day he says you know that, that he's, he's getting a bit of attention and yeah. <laughs> i said right okay take that opportunity uh, <laughs> absolutely because <laughs> you know, so, yeah. when that one comes along you know you've got to say right okay uh, that's what i'm saying yeah.
1: there's a lot of different gigs booked and i was thinking some of them i said can i be bothered going to dundee to play on a thursday night or to do something else i said jamie right. on it as well and they're both saying okay you've just got it you're right there's a bit of tension for it so yeah do you got the attention go yeah, i think you've got to take advantage it. Yeah. because.
0: Well, I know, you know, having been through the things in the past, you get a bit of attention, a bit of light on you. You know, you a year later, cool. the lights move somewhere Absolutely. else. Absolutely, as it should. <laughs> as it should. <laughs> uh-huh. So you got to take advantage of when uh-huh. it's happening. Absolutely, when people think you're good, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so,
1: and no, enjoy it. Uh-huh. You know. No, I'm enjoying it. The good thing is, is I kind of. I'm old enough
0: now I know, I'm not saying I'm not predicting that by the way I'm not saying that yeah. that's what I predict <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking November It's a, should you just have said that no, yes. way way just feed I mean, no. <laughs> no, no I'm doing it. all right all right it's from tomorrow it'll be from tomorrow I'm doing black enough to just cancel everything I said he'd be
1: that no he did no it's true that's exactly what I was saying to somebody the other day it was actually, Douglas, Douglas has sent me a message and said the BX Bandits and said like, yeah, mm. oh that's really your record seems to be." Yeah. Our novel well, attention. the fact that
0: people are hearing about it is also it tells you something as well. Mm. You know. I said, I said
1: exactly the exact same thing. I said, yeah. "I said it's very nice." I said, "But it will fade away as soon as it starts because mm. that is the nature of things and as it should be because yeah. be other people's records that it should be listened to mm. soon enough." Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for coming along.
0: And Thank chatting. you very much. Yeah. Thank you for the lovely tea. No bother. And I'll give you a shout when, when it's coming out. I can hear from right. <laughs> you. <Yeah>. Pat's hovering. <laughs> Thank
1: you very much. Okay. Good night.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Warren. Uh, it was really great to chat to you. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to the launch of the album tonight. Myself and Pat are going to be along to celebrate with you and to see the band. Okay, this has been another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat. I hope you've enjoyed it and I'll catch you all the next
1: time. Bye for now.